0: Are you ready to take your writing to the next level? Then welcome to The Book Editor Show. Join Clark Chamberlain and Peter Turley each week as they teach you all the tips, tools, and techniques you need to move your book from manuscript to market. Visit thebookeditorshow.com for show notes, links to guests, books, and extras to make your old novel better than ever. Now please welcome Clark Chamberlain and Peter Turley. Welcome to the Book Editor Show, number twenty-six, and uh, today we're going to be finishing off our live edits of Robert Hawkwood's uh, young adult novel, *The Wind Hath Airs*. I am Clark Chamberlain, and in a world of panic and dismay, only one man can stand up for the injustice of the M Dash. That man is the Brocodile Wait, I mean Peter, the Peter Dactile, Turley. Peter, how are you doing today? <laughs> you Just had to slip the Brocadel in there. Didn't you? I did. <laughs> you know, I'm, to be honest, I'm
1: honored to be mentioned in the same sentence so you know I figure if I could maybe get on the back of that t-shirt <laughs> that's, that's, that's my new sort of goal in life
0: <laughs> I know it, uh, <laughs> it is uh, I thought it was funny uh, uh, Robert uh, emailed us last week um, just with going over what we talked about and uh, he, he, was, he was down for the t-shirt idea that was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think this is going to get some momentum I think so you know I mean it really you know this is how this is how movements start you know <laughs> <laughs> With uh two people on opposite sides of the world just clubbing together. The- yep. <laughs> <laughs> so team Brocodile. That's uh that'll be the second set of shirts. Got so to bring to it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got so- a chance to get in on the ground floor, air eh, people? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. All you do. <laughs> so hey, so how's uh how's your week been? It's been a bit It's been a been a busy week, yeah. I've sort of been um
1: tying everything up and, and everything that I, that I had to do. And now I'm, I'm completely free until the end of September. So I'm looking forward to getting stuck into some of my own stuff and, you know, trying uh get things moving a little faster than they mm-hmm. have been. But also, like, facing that the long road of the lonely writer. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that's a bit daunting as well.
0: Yeah, well, that's awesome, though. That uh, finally getting to see the light at the end of that tunnel. And it's not you lying up looking at the church so you know <laughs> <laughs> that's it, it kind of feels like it's never going to happen
1: and then you know yeah you just keep keep pushing and then you know you're to find yourself <laughs> 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 but you know i've got you I'll, I'll
0: at least have like one conversation a week so. <laughs> <laughs> which is good i'm glad you're you know. a little insane, right <laughs> <laughs> you can you know it, it's crazy now, uh, how um because now your office is going to be at home you know you don't ever go anywhere else you know and so like the other night i was talking that uh I, that i was up to like 2 30 in the morning and just working like just i couldn't get myself to stop <laughs> so <laughs> i need to i need to have more boundaries with myself
1: <laughs> yeah
0: like a little um clock in and out machine <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. the room. i think you can get them can't you you know people have it for kind of like distance working and Yeah, swipe thing on your desk and you can clock in and then we can all track your productivity.
0: Yeah, that way then, you know, I could have meetings with myself at the end of the week. It's like, look, I'm looking over your hours and you've been coming in too much. Need to cut back. You're going to have to take the next two days off. (laughs) Work some overtime for me. We're going to have to talk your pay. Yep. Well, I always tell I always tell people like, Yeah, my boss is a real jerk. I mean just <laughs> always make me work all the time. So we've got nothing in common. Nope. <laughs> Can't even talk to the guy. So <laughs> Yeah. Don't think I'm gonna like mine much either. <laughs> yeah. Well I'm I'm happy for you that you're getting to do that. And that'll be fun to have all that time. Um it'll go by much too fast, but you know, that it, it's available there for you. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. So it's out there. You know, if anyone wants to make submissions,
0: now's the time because you know keep me busy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We need some more uh some more work that we can do here. So um well, uh should we go ahead and dive right on in? And uh let me uh let me do the recap real quick. If you haven't hit uh, episode uh one and two, um this is Robert Hawkwood's The Wind Hath Airs. Uh it's up on Oh, I'm going to draw a blank. It's the Amazon version of Wattpad. Um, I can't think of it. I'm sorry. Uh, it will be in the show notes uh, where you can link to it and see the full version there. But um, what uh, the basic story is about, it's about uh, uh, three kids, um, one younger and then two like teenage kids that, uh, that um, one of them has the ability to wish for things to happen. Uh, and it, it comes true. And it seems that this is taking place across the city. Uh, it started to, you know, um, society's kind of broken apart. People are fleeing the city and, um, and that's where we're at. Uh, we were at the last section there where the kids have, have left the home or are just about ready to leave the home. And, um, the previous two episodes we did, the first one, um, we just went through it like you would, like you'd want to, you don't want to, when you're editing, you don't want to start on page one and start editing it, you want to get the full picture of the entire uh, story and then start after that so you can actually see what it is that you really need to work on. And so that's what we've done in the first episode. In the second episode, we, uh, we tackled uh, adding in more dramatic um, work into the description and to the dialogue and how you can mix it up a little bit. So on today, we're going to continue on with that. That sounds um, good. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> uh, let's see. Halfway through the show, Clark might remember um, the name of the Amazon Wattpad. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a, it's really driving me crazy. I can't, so uh, I may look it up while you're while you're on uh, one of your edits there. So, um, I'll start off today. Uh, this was uh, this was one of the things I thought was really good. Um, immediately that Robert did uh, that showed character. Uh, without having to you know, spell it out. And that was when they, they see that there are animals that are trapped. Um, this was the original portion. And it said here and there, an abandoned cat darted from hedge to hedge or a dog paced the sidewalks or yapped behind its fences. Tucker stopped. We can't leave them. They'll die. Leave who? Asked Jeremy. All the animals. They are trapped in their yards or houses. There's no one to take care of them. They can't get food or water. We have to let them out. And I thought that this was a, a great way of actually showing, you know, um, caringness and uh, some great attributes that Tucker has uh, in in this this line and in, in what he wants to do. Um, however, you know, it it for me it did sound, and this is we talked a lot about this last time. You know, is like making sure um, that your vocabulary that you're using, it, you know, it doesn't sound mechanical, that um, it flows. So I changed this up. And let me, uh, let me do a screen share here. So if you're watching it live, you can see this. Um, I don't know if I can, let me zoom this in a little bit more here. So this was the original part and then here in red is what I changed it to. And I didn't do anything with that first paragraph. I just wanted to bring that in to show, um, give an idea of the character development there. And so instead, um, I changed I changed it to this. All the pets, they're trapped in their homes. With everyone gone, there's no one to take care of them. They can't get food or water. They'll die. We have to let them out. Um, so what I did here, I, I changed the word animals to pets. I thought that pets was a more direct word to use um, to talk about the type of animal. Uh, for me, all the animals... That that brings a lot of other animals into my mind. It almost sounds like it's a zoo. Um, I I combined the word their yards or houses into their homes. You know that uh, that it's just a home being the general area, and then instead of there's no one to take care of them, um, with everyone gone, there's no one to take care of them. And this just brings this out again. It's reminding people what's happening. Um, that no one is there anymore. And the last, uh, kept the the same. They can't get food or water. And I just added, you know, we need to up the ante. Like we need to make sure that people understand what it is and why, you know, and this they'll die. That was in the previous paragraph. I added that in again, they'll die. You know, we have to let them out. And then I added an exclamation point, which, which might be an argument for people of how many exclamation points you should use. Um, I just felt, you know, that, uh, it without adding, he shouted or something that it just added that right there to it. So that was my first one.
1: (laughs) That was good. I definitely like the changing of the, um, animals to pets. It's like much more emotive, isn't it? Everyone can relate to, to a pet and, uh, so how to help all the feelings that come with a pet as opposed to animals.
0: Right, you know, and that uh, that he's seeing it in that light. Um we talked we've talked a little bit before about that, you know, like the choice of words. Um, you know, that there are formal words and there are uh words that are more accessible and then there are words that are very familiar. And like making those choices, um I was I, I still can't find a good word for the multiple of brother and sister, you know, siblings is the only one that's out there. And yet siblings sounds so formal to me, you know, that, that it's uh that it really feels a distancing. And that's what all the animals to me felt like. It was a distancing and it was talking about all kinds of things, but pets seem to bring that word closer um, to gap the distance there. So do you have uh, one ready? Yeah. yeah I'll, um, Okay, why not? Let's have a look.
1: Um, I always forget how to use this. <laughs> I have like a technical uh, blunder like every week. Screen share. There we go. Okay.
0: I think that's working. There we go. Okay.
1: I wish I'd put that in a different color, like you had, that was a really good idea. But <laughs> um, I'll start with um, this one here. I um, don't know if you can see that well. Just because for this one, I've gone for a, a similar approach to last week with kind of um, word choice, uh, trimming it down a little bit, making it clear who's talking. Um, and also, in doing that, I noticed that you know, it's added a lot of a lot of white space um, to the paragraph, and you know, I think that can be a really good thing. You know, like when you when your eye comes across like a big chunk of. Obviously, you can't see where I'm waving my hand around. I will use the cursor <laughs> <laughs> pointing at the screen. Um, when you see kind of like a big block of text like that, you know, your your brain almost like freaks out for a second. Um, whereas there's there's something relieving in like. You know, it's just much easier on the eyes when, you know, you you, look, you turn a page and you see something like that. It's like opening, like, you know, no one wants to open, like, War and Peace or, like, Tolkien, <laughs> you know, like and it's just wall to wall. So anyway, I've changed. I'll read the paragraph out for you. Um, what are you? She regarded the baby welded to her body, her own child knit back into her skin and sinew. Take my breast, do it quick, take it. Jeremy looked to Addy, brows furrowed in dismay. Addy met his gaze and mouthed, yes. Jeremy touched the woman below her collarbone. A line of skin began to glisten and flow. The woman breathed heavily, clenching her teeth. It was apparently not a painless procedure. Then the breast just sheeted off, exposing the raw muscle and sinew of the woman's chest. She shrieked and laughed and cried in a single ululation of pain. Relief and sorrow as her blood pumped away through the seeping ruin of her torso. So, like to me, this was a this is a pretty intense like scene. <laughs> you know, he's um, he's trying to remove the baby, and he's he's obviously making a wish, and he's basically you know cutting off a part of her body. Um, and I think to sort of intensify that, I've gone for kind of like the shorter sentences, uh, a little bit more, just kind of like. Jaggy, for one of a better word. Um, just trying to get that that across through sort of sentence structure as well. So I've changed that too. Um, I've kind of got rid of you know a couple of the adverbs like heavily. And, um, so let's read that out. The woman regarded the baby welded to her body, its skin and sinew knitted to hers. What are you? She turned to Jeremy with a determined look in her eye. Take my breast. Jeremy looked at Addie, eyes wide. Yes, whispered Addie. Jeremy placed a trembling hand on the woman's collarbone and closed his eyes. Her skin glistened and squirmed. The woman panted, her chest heaving and clenched her teeth. She shrieked as the breast sheeted away from her body and exposed the pulsing muscle beneath. So, you know, to me, that just it, the pace is moving quicker. Um, and again, it, it's, it's um, you know, the first the first ones is great you know and it, it is a great scene um and i just think these these tiny changes um which is obviously you know the editing process mm-hmm. um can have such a such a massive difference
0: <clears throat> yeah you know and i i absolutely agree with you uh, what you're doing there um what's the spacing you know that that's that makes a huge difference You know that you actually uh feel it more broken up and you know that's one of the things to that that visually like how we approach things is just as important in writing as what the words are that are on the page um editing is is a process that's not just about you know that's the thing like i think everyone gets in their head editing is all about using the proper grammar and editing is not just grammar that's one that's one aspect of the editing process but editing is also making sure that the book flows properly um that the paragraphs look right that it's a, that it's pleasing to the eye so that it invites the reader to stay there longer and i think he did an excellent job with doing that
1: yeah it's a whole experience isn't it For, you know when you, you just see the text and then you're reading it and as you're working down the page and
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, and you still get that even in, even in an uh, ebook format, you know, you still have that working on the page, you know, I mean, um, part of the editing process when you're doing a, a a print book, you know, is, is adding even more to it, you know, because you don't get to choose people get to choose individually, what kind of font they want um, on their ebook on their e reader. But you know, when you're getting to put it together that way, that's a fun part of the editing process is is making it look. Even more inviting, so, and keeping people there it's really cool yeah it's it's interesting how
1: sort of you know it only takes a couple of shifts, and um, the whole dynamic of of, of the text changes, um, yeah,
0: it does you know and it and it puts emphasis in different places um I've started because uh, two of my beta readers had some confusion on on the Hank Hudson book with dialogue because I didn't use a lot of dialogue tags. I still don't like to use a ton of dialogue tags. Um, and so some of it, I brought dialogue into, you know, like moving it up into a different paragraph or moving that paragraph, a portion of it down. So that connects to the dialogue, you know, where you've mentioned a name goes to the dialogue so that it's clear who it's connected to. Um, yeah, but just like moving things around and, and repositioning them is, is another thing to look at. So, cause yeah, when you, when you turn that page and you're hit with a block of text, where it's just straight <laughs> and there's no paragraph, there's no break, there's nothing there. Uh, it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, we we want it to be as welcoming as possible
1: and, you know, inviting and, you know, this is, this is going to be easy on your eyes. It's going to be easy yeah. on your, on your mind. And then, and then to keep it, keep you there and keep you, keep you moving through it. And
0: right. Keep be- you out. Yeah. Cause you know, um, reading shouldn't be work <laughs> you know it, it shouldn't feel like a chore it shouldn't feel like homework uh, you know it shouldn't feel forced you know, it should be something that relaxes you and it's enjoyable and and um yeah when you look at that you're like ah not today i'd rather just turn on netflix and <laughs> <laughs> you know you take a you take a book out to like down to the beach and you're like right i'm ready to relax mm-hmm. <laughs> right like- exactly <laughs> so, and, you know, I mean, there's different levels of, of, uh, of books, of, of genre and specifics, you know, and some that, that don't allow you to relax and some that are, you know, that really need you to engage there. And they're fantastic books and have a lot of, of good information in them. But it's, it's just another thing that you need to be aware of when you're doing it. So, yeah, um, it's uh, just another another way of doing things, isn't it? It's, uh, you know, showing what's what you can do. Right. It's the possibilities, you know, and uh, we've mentioned it before on the other two shows and mentioned it directly to Robert in our email correspondences back and forth is the most difficult thing um, at this point is that we've only done uh, what the prologue in two chapters. And so having that narrow focus, we can only see what's there Um, and we don't get it, you know, like everything that he wants to do with the story. And that's why, That's why you don't, when you sit down to edit, you don't just start with page one and start editing. You read the entire thing first and then move to your edits second so you can get a full picture. And that's what you want. You want to have an editor who's working with you on your book, who's there for the long haul and who understands what it is that you're trying to do. Because then they're going to be able to show you this is what you need to change. Because this is what's going to bring that out. That focus that you're trying to get, this will help focus that more and connect it better with the reader.
1: Definitely. And they they see it as a more like an overall structure. And yeah, like we can kind of work with, you know, maybe this paragraph at the start of the chapter, but not necessarily, you know, move this chapter. And, you know, obviously that's the stuff that has to come first. Um, But yeah, so to to bear that in mind as well, yeah, we
0: are looking at a very narrow focus of of the book yeah exactly so and so this is all just stuff that you can take and use it in your own work and think about it and have there on on you know on the forefront on the front of your mind to when you're getting to the editing process and not necessarily specific that this needs to work this way because we don't see the entire thing and um, maybe that's not really the best way to change it because then it opposed something that's in a later chapter so um I've got the next one here. Let me do another screen share again and share that in. Okay. So this is um, another paragraph towards the end. This is still um, with the, the pets. And uh, it's a, I think it's a really cool um, way of moving forward with time. It's one of the things that uh, that novice writers, people who are just starting out with their books um, or short stories or anything Maybe spend too much time um, always with the over the shoulder. You know, they're always in the present moment. They're always doing, you know, and sticking with them the entire time. So like if if Sally wants to go to Joe's house when you're writing a book, you're writing that entire journey over to Joe's house. Um, where, you know, if you watch a movie or you read a, a book, you'll notice that there's big gaps <laughs> of time that are missing in between things and that you, um, that you fill in the blank there with more of a telling, and this is what happened and then get them back into another focus part. This would be like zooming out, zooming in and then flashing forward. So this is what was the original, uh, originally written over the next two hours, they discovered most of the pets were gone, but there were a few dogs still enclosed within their fences and a cat or two found peering from behind curtains at the birds flitting from hedge to tree to wire. Jeremy dissolved a hole in the windows for them at one house. The owner was still there and cursed them roundly for vandalism and while chasing it while chasing them from her yard with a golf club. Um, so this This first paragraph here is definitely, you know, it's, it's zoomed out. We're just seeing this in very brief context. And I think that's really good because this is one of the things that, uh, that you want to have, you know, you don't want to be there all the time because you could certainly spend, um, a chapter going through pet after pet, but um, I thought that there would be a good way to connect this because in the next paragraph, we're back in full focus or zoomed focus. And so I thought there'd be a, a good way to connect this. And that's what I did here. So over the next two hours, they searched each house. Most of the pets were already gone, but there were a few dogs still enclosed within their fences and a cat or two found peering from behind curtains. They opened the gates for the dogs and Jeremy dissolved a hole in the windows for them um, in the windows for them hey you punk kids what do you think you're doing a deep voice shouted at them all three turned a middle-aged man swinging a golf club above his head was barreling for them that's not your property you vandal punks tucker ran first so um and then i'm reading this and reading this again i realized i I didn't add in a part about the cats for the holes um but so i changed this up here um this part was hard to read in the original was the birds flitting from hedge to tree to wire. It just made it really long. Um so I cut that part where it just was the the cat parrying out. And then I, I like this and I realized the house for the owner um was still there and cursed them around me for vandalism while chasing from her yard of the golf club. And I just realized to her, not his. So I had it be a man, but uh, we could switch that back. But anyway, I thought that that would be a great way that we did this really um, good little paragraph here where we resumed out. We went and released the animals and then to get back into the action. Cause this is the, this is a transitional scene to where they come across the woman with the child who's latched onto her breast. And so the transitional scene is we come back into full focus here. We zoom in at the person you know hey you punk kids what do you think you're doing a deep voice shouted at them all three turned a middle-aged man swinging a golf club club above his head was barreling for them so we get back to the action that's not your property you vandal punks you know and we hear him yelling and then this tucker ran first i think that would be you know this could be and this could be any one of the characters that he wants to use for this but this would be a good way to establish Who's the, who's the one who's the most afraid? Who's the one who's most out of control during this whole situation? Um, it would be, and you could do it in three words. You know, it's the character ran first. Tucker ran first. Jeremy ran first. Addie ran first. You know, uh, whoever it is, you know, that that would be a good way to to show character and have some action and moving and connecting it back into the other scene. And... You still there?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> no, yeah, that was a, that was a great edit. I think um, I like the whole uh, tucker around first thing, and you know, that's like that's three words, and um, you know, it, it can say so much about character, and mm-hmm. it is slipping those little things in to reveal character by by showing how they behave instead of saying, you know. Tucker was afraid or Tucker was most afraid, you know, Tucker ran first. It's three words, which adds nothing to your word count and tells you, you know, as much as like a a whole sentence or a paragraph would.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, last, uh, last time when we had uh, Joshua Crowther with the super comic, um, it really got me thinking, you know, about economy of words and uh, I've really been paying attention to it more, especially like in song lyrics, um, song lyrics, you know, if you're not into poetry, poetry definitely has economy of words. Um, but song lyrics, I think are a good one. they are really accessible. Um, and uh, I think I've got it right here. Um, it's an you album. Sing song.
1: <laughs> What's that? Yeah. I
0: going to sing a quick song. Here. It's <laughs> something I like to do. Uh, but Rupert Holmes. Uh, it was is the is the artist and it's the, the song is called Partners in Crime and uh, let's see the, the line goes, um, she's underage. Let's I got to look it up because I want to get it right <laughs> it's uh, it's really good. It's like within three lines. He, he does like the perfect description of a character, you know, she's underage and she's underweight. She's one month hooked and she's two months late. She comes from Wyoming and he named her Daisy Ray. You know, like it's just, you get, you get the full picture of her, you know, and not necessarily the hair color and things like that, but you can see what kind of character she is immediately. You know, uh, she's, she's young, she's skinny, you know, uh, she's hooked on drugs and she's pregnant. And she's out in the big city now and he's changed her life by renaming her. So it's just it's an incredible amount of information that's packed into very specific words. And that economy of words, it's it's important. So, yeah, it's a good example. Although I I hope that uh, I I don't know if you're familiar with what's going on with uh, Kindle Unlimited right now yeah with the, uh, sort of thing. with the pages read so i think pages read yeah. so i hope that uh, i hope that we're not going to see this change where people are going to just bloat sentences out to add more stuff to it instead of taking uh, more away from it and yeah. making it tighter writing so so yeah the um it's crazy isn't it how like a, something like that could could
1: affect like writing style and the you know what with the like literary trends
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah exactly you know um like, uh, well before, you know, it was starting to move dramatically towards shorter work because there was no reason to get paid less, you know, by having a lot. And now where it's going to be pages read. So like my book, another name, another name, um, is got 440 pages. So now all of a sudden where I was getting like a dollar 30 per borrow. Now I'm going to get like $2 and 70 cents per read. If the numbers stay the same as what they're at right now. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, it could definitely encourage people to pad. And I don't know that they'll pad by chapters, but, you know, if they're padding and adding in more just to lengthen out, just getting those extra few, another another 50 cents worth per per book, <laughs> uh, it could really change how people are writing. Yeah, you know, I'm going to disappoint put it out there don't do it <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do it <laughs> right you know i mean cuz you should be trying to make your writing the tightest that it that it possibly can be and not just by slashing stuff out but by by this idea of of making the words matter and making them do double effort you know and and this is how you know that you can really make your writing fierce and it just it keeps people attached to it now if you're if you're having this big, cause you could have, you know, you could easily do this, you know, Tucker, Tucker felt a surge of, of fear run through his body and thought about how someone had chased him a long time ago. And then he remembered <laughs> this and then he turned. <laughs> yeah. And he, he, t- he tightened the muscle in his calf to turn and, and you could stretch this out into this huge thing to have him run away, but I just don't think it's as powerful as Tucker ran first. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, definitely. Well, maybe that. It. The, the reader <laughs> likes to they like to work something out for themselves. You know, they want to be like, "Oh, I know what that means." You know, there's there's something yeah. more, something deeper about that than just you know being told every little bit and being told what to think about it.
0: Right, being told what to think and what to feel. You know, you've got to remember that your reader's smart enough to figure this stuff out. um and that uh, that your writing style and it's your choice of words adds or subtracts from that. Yeah. Well, I think I've got one one more quick one here. I'll just run
1: through, and I we're pushing time. Um, yeah, I'll do that one. Okay, let's get the screen share on the go. Okay, is that, that coming up? Yeah. Yep. Well, yep. There it is. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> clicking. It. I don't know what it did. It like <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Clicked iTunes with my fat hand. Um, <laughs> okay. Um So I've took this one here, and again, this is this is similar. Um So I've done a I've done a whole KDP select thing here and padded it out a bit. I mean, I'm just trying to try to make it a bit more immersive. You know, I've tried to get it. Engaging the senses and in the in the character's head a little bit, um, just try to make it somewhat more engaging. And you know, tried being the opposite word. You know, take from it <laughs> what you will. Okay, so the first the first version was they rode through the suburb on their bicycles, backpacks stuffed with a change of clothes, a few pieces of fruit, and some bottled water. Every house looked eerily deserted. Here and there an abandoned cat darted from hedge to hedge or a dog paced the sidewalks or yapped behind its fences. Tucker stopped. We can't leave them, they'll die. Leave who? asked Jeremy. Did we we didn't do this one last week, did we? No, we did not. No. <laughs> I just thought then. So. <laughs> it's because I've read it a few times, you know. Yeah, you go, well, and
0: then oh. I did the I did the paragraph after this one today. <laughs> so
1: um, okay, so I've just changed that too um tried to get rid of a few of the tells um and bring it bring it into the moment um broken glass crunched beneath the tucker's bicycle tires so for me that's you know i've taken that from you know every house looking deserted so instead of it being a tell and you know like i'm trying to i've gone for like painting that image more and with you know telling a little something about the surrounding uh, Broken glass crunched beneath Tucker's bicycle tyres. He squeezed on the brake to let Addie and Jeremy catch up and glanced nervously at the deserted houses. He shifted the strap of his backpack to stop it digging into his shoulder. Perhaps he'd packed too many clothes. Just then, a shape caught his eye moving in the distance. His heart raced. What was that? He narrowed his eyes to see a skinny brown dog squeezing between two fence panels. Addie and Jeremy skidded up beside him. We can't leave them, they'll die, said Tucker. Leave who? Asked Jeremy. So I think that's just a little, you know, instead of kind of, you know, listing through everything that's in his backpack, you know, I think if if we go with the uncomfortableness of, of the backpack on his shoulder, it's a little bit more, you know, about the character than, you know, what's in the backpack. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just kind of, you know, keeping the focus, you know, on the character and the image you know, the broken glass, the pain in his shoulder, you know, add a little suspense, you know, instead of it, you know, we can change it from, you know, a cat died from hedge to hedge to, you know, he saw something in the distance and, you know, you've just, at least for one sentence, you've got a tiny bit of suspense. You know, I just think these little, these little changes can, can certainly add, you know, another dimension to, to an otherwise, you know, where, tell by tell paragraph
0: yeah if that makes sense no, no absolutely I've, i really like um what you've done with that that's uh the ability to to change that by just adding in maybe i packed too, or maybe perhaps he packed too many clothes like that really did that added a, a whole nother aspect and that's a, another really great one it's a very short line gets inside his head um shows what uh you know maybe what's you know, that he's not thinking exactly properly as he's leaving. Um, yeah, it does a really good job. And I like the little line of suspense too, you know, that, uh, anytime you can add that to it yeah, without, you know, and it can just be, you know, like a dog in the distance, but you know, this,
1: this, this person's on edge, you know, they are sort mm-hmm. of, you know, the worry of everything around them.
0: Right. And, um, you know, that's a, that Tucker, and I like that we both have Tucker being the scaredy cat here, and I don't know who that he is, but, uh, but you know, that yes, that this is a great way to add this into it because, um, I mean, you you take a step back and you think about this in a literal sense, if this was actually happening in your town, you know, and you got three kids who are by themselves, no adult figures, and we've got uh, deserted streets going on now and everything. You imagine the amount of fear that one of these people is feeling, you know, that there's you know that you're going to have a kid who just you know who just kind of just goes wherever he wants to go anywhere all the time and it's like oh well everyone's gone now all right let's go look in their houses or whatever you know but uh, you're going to have that one who's really overthinking everything and so every sound is going to be frightening everything is different and new and scary for him and that's a really good job you know Um excellent way to put that together and to to bring that out and then it's sympathetic then isn't it you know you, you've you got someone
1: you you're emotionally engaging with, you know, you're feeling a bit sorry for them and, you mm-hmm. know, like, you know, cause he's scared and, you know, that, that, that itself can engage the reader.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that's just, um, excellent job. Helen. And, uh, even if, you know, the, what you added to that, I don't think is padding, you know, like, that's not what I was talking about before with padding <laughs> sentences, like adding un- <laughs> unnecessary words. Now, you took that and and brought it together um, to really be strong, you know, and to to add so much visualization to it. So, and so uh, we should have had you read that one first and then done mine with the, the pets and get them out next with the water, you know, because all that works together and you can see that. So here you have, and, I, and this will be our last little lesson for the day, I think, but uh, here you have um, two events uh, that are wedging between a third event. And so we're zoomed in on the first event. The first event is Tucker arriving on the bicycle and, you know, is, is packed too much food and we get this, this feeling of, of fear and stuff. But then as you realize what it is, it's a dog. Um, we, we come back a little bit and we, we learn a little bit more about his character and we're going to help him. The second event is going and actually rescuing the dogs. Now, uh, we zoom way out for that because now at this point we don't want to spend all of our time because our time is important. Our, our words are important. We don't want to waste reader's time. And we could spend a lot of time there, but then that means we have to cut from somewhere else. So we zoom out and when we jump over all of that, and then we get zoomed back in again, and we use it with a connection um, where we're zooming in at the very tail end of it and saying that we've done this. And then we add dialogue. We drop dialogue back in and that zooms us all the way back in that we're back in that present moment. And then we've got Tucker running away again, you know? So <laughs> we got Tucker bookending our fear on both ends yes. and <laughs> you know, but, uh, but, I just, I'm I'm hoping you see that, you know, and that's a, it's a very good way to take something that could be really long, you know, and you're like, this, this, this is just so long and I, I'm just not into this chapter at all. How can I fix it? Well, take a look to see if you can bookend it and zoom in, zoom out, you know, and shorten a whole bunch of the information down. into just very brief paragraph, do a connecting spot with, from that paragraph to back into a zoomed in action and then move forward. Excellent. That's a that's a really uh,
1: succinct summary. I think you know um, that's a nice process that that you know an effective process people can apply.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know it's just it's just one thing that you can do, and understand that these are all tools, and you've got to be able to develop a full toolbox so that when you're in editing, that you're not just going back to the same tool every time to try yeah. to do the same thing. You know, variation is the key, isn't it?
1: Variety it really is life and all that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it really is, you know, because, um, it, so there was a book series that I was reading. Um, Longmire is the name of the television show. I, I was reading the books before I read the or before I watched the TV show, um, but it was a, uh, it's about a sheriff in a Wyoming county and set in modern day. And I really, Got into the books. I read the first, you know, it's a series of books, and I read the first five. And by book four, I was starting to realize that the series were more like just little episodes, but they're just almost repeats. And so by the time book five, I'm like, this is the same book, you know, and and it's because the writer used the exact same way, and the editing was done the exact same way, and it just kind of fit into this uh, prepackaged mold, you know, that this is just going to crank another one out and hit another one out and someone maybe they love that maybe that's exactly what they need to come to every time for their entertainment it wasn't me and so I got lost in that and there's nothing wrong with with varying things and trying something different every once in a while yeah definitely a good takeaway (laughs) Um, I did have to I did not come up with it on my own I had to look it up while you were uh, reading you know one of your edits the website is called right on like but W-R-I-T-E on dot com by Kindle. And that is a community like Wattpad. So it means that you can post chapter by chapter, get feedback for your work and uh, connect with other writers. And I joined the community during its beta program, but only posted one little bit of a story. And um, I just have really limited my uh, my social online interactions to the bare minimum. Just because I've got so much other work that's going on, but I think that it could possibly be a really great community. <laughs> so it has the potential for that. If you're looking for a place to share your work and get good feedback, yeah, I did that. I, I joined a, a
1: similar one, Scribafile, and I, I did find the community really helpful and some really great advice. But again, it came down to a time thing. You know, I didn't didn't have as much time to be, you know, because it was like a reward scheme where you would critique someone's work and then they would critique yours. And, you know, it it was a big investment, but if you are looking for for immediate feedback, you know, they're the places to go. Mm -hmm.
0: And those are excellent. And just like both Peter and I just said, you know, it's just time you've got to manage your time, make sure that, Mm -hmm. uh, because if you're going to be a part of a community like that, you want to be contributing, you know, you don't want to just be popping in and out when you need something, you want to be helping other people as well. That's right. Um, but you know what, if you don't have the time for that and you are just looking to get some feedback, you can send us your work and we can edit (laughs) that live here on air. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: what you should be doing, (laughs) which is
0: exactly, yeah, um,
1: forget everything we just said (laughs)
0: Uh and just send it to us. (laughs) Oh, uh, Peter, do you have anything else you want to add today? Uh, No, I think you tied it up nicely there. All right. So well, uh, I hope that uh, you enjoy your uh, new life starting out. <laughs> well, yeah. Love. If um, if I'm looking a little a little gray next week, and <laughs> well, uh, I'll uh, I'll see about uh, uh, sending you over a sun lamp that you can <laughs> <laughs> yeah sit underneath during the day. I'm stuck so. in my cave, <laughs> <laughs> Just gazing well, wistfully out the window. remembering what it was like to be a member of society at one time (laughs) and this will be like tomorrow this will be like a day (laughs) (laughs) oh that sounds too good well hey if you uh listeners if you like the show please leave us a review on itunes a plus on google or a like on youtube um and if you're an editor who'd like to be a guest on the show or an author who'd like to um have us edit your work live on air. Stop by uh, the bookeditorshow.com, drop us a line and uh, we'll definitely have you on. I'm Clark Chamberlain for my co-host Peter turley Keep writing, keep learning, and build a better book. Thank you for listening and come back next week for more. Please visit the bookeditorshow.com for show notes, links to guests, books and extras, and for information on how to be a guest on the show.